Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, it's me, Christian Sager. You know, when I'm digging a six-foot hole in the middle of the desert, I start to wonder, where are all the dead animals? Shouldn't we be wading knee-deep in fossils every time we go outside? I know that's morbid, but you can probably guess that not every animal that dies leaves behind fossil evidence. But why is that? Well, just to get our terms straight, a fossil is any physical remnant left behind by an organism that died long ago. In many cases, fossils might only be things like preserved footprints or nest sites. But today, we're looking at direct remains of animal bodies, like bones, the likelihood that any particular animal body will become fossilized is amazingly small. It's actually less than 1%. So let's look at the stations of the obstacle course to fossilization. First, there's body type. Fossilization has a strong preference for animals with hard body parts, like bones, teeth, and shells. 
Animals with soft bodies, like slugs and jellyfish, well, they usually just decompose completely and disappear after death. And except in a very few rare cases, like freezing, dry mummification, and peat bog preservation, the same thing happens to the soft tissues on all animal bodies. Skin, organs, eyeballs, etc. They all make excellent meals for microorganisms and are thus consigned to the ravages of rot. The second main hurdle to fossilization is exposure. To become a fossil, you need to be one of the rare animal bodies that is rapidly buried soon after the animal dies. This is most likely to happen in or near the site of a moving body of water, like a river or a floodplain, where runoff, floodwaters, or regular flow may quickly cover a dead body in sediment. It might also happen in arid desert settings, where wind can quickly bury animal remains in sand dunes. If the remains are not rapidly buried, scavenging animals are likely to scatter and then consume them. After all, nature hates to pass up a free lunch, and even a clean skeleton left out exposed to the elements will eventually be erased by the ravages of the weather. That's decalcification, erosion, and corrosion. But Let's say your bones are lucky enough to be rapidly buried somehow. The next big hurdle is the sediment itself. A nice dry sand or alkaline mud might be a good place to become a fossil. But if your bones are buried in soil with a higher temperature and higher acidity, your prospects are a lot slimmer. Acidic environments, meaning soils with a low pH, tend to dissolve hydrozapatite, a calcium phosphate mineral that is a main structural ingredient in our bones. So many soil types on Earth will simply destroy all the bones they swallow. But even in friendly sediment, over a long enough period of time, bones can break down. The organic proteins in bones, like collagen, eventually decompose, and the inorganic molecules in bones can be crushed, dissolved, or otherwise destroyed by physical force over the centuries. So, if you want your actual bone structure to survive, you have to be lucky enough to undergo a little transformation. Most really ancient bones we find, such as dinosaur bones, aren't the unaltered original bones that were buried millions of years ago. Instead, they're either A, minerally modified versions of those bones, or B, stone photocopies. Two processes represent the majority of these cases, permamineralization and replacement. In permamineralization, mineral-rich water seeps into the buried bones and fills the pores of the bones with its mineral content. These minerals form crystals inside the bones, causing them to modify and harden over time. Sometimes this process is also called petrification. In replacement, the original bones can be completely dissolved, but still leave fossil copies as the mineral in the groundwater completely replaces the shape of the bones over long periods of time. So, let's say you're the rare dead animal that wins the fossilization lottery and you just happen to pass all these tests. You still have to be found. The total surface of the Earth is almost 200 million square miles. And even for a guy like me, there's only so much time to dig. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 